Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Cuba del Norte podcast. My name is Varo, and with me tonight, as always, my co-host, Luis. What's up, man? What's going on, man? It's just me. Just me like always, man. <laughs> Rigo and, and Flo, I don't know where they're at now. They're covering the MLS game, the MLS All-Star game. <laughs> man, we're finally back. Raul, a.k.a. the Colorful Kit, finally caved to our new contract demands. <laughs> We're finally in the six figures, bro. We're you didn't want to pay paid. us, you know. Now, now I now I know how uh, Pulido felt when he won the Golden Boot, and you know he wanted he wanted to be the highest paid player on Chivas, right? And Oribe is currently <laughs> the highest paid player, yes, and that's like good. us, you know. We're the, we're the number one podcast on the Colorful Kit Network, network. and Raul didn't want to pay us, and now we're finally getting paid like it, and now we're getting paid. See, we didn't leave like Pulido, but. Flo still can't get some new uh, headphones to record them. <laughs> he can finally Flo, upgrade them, though. Yeah. Flo needs new headphones. Rigo. Rigo's just too busy, man. He's he got, he got two kids now, so he's about that dad life. He goes to sleep at like 9 p.m. He's probably so. sleeping now, to be honest. Are you tweeting? <laughs> I don't think he's tweeting. I think he's probably knocked out. I don't, I don't think so. He stops tweeting at like 8.30. Yeah, I go to bed late, so we all good. <laughs> Yeah, so we're back. Um, we've been struggling to get back to recording. You know, the, the contract nego- negotiations are a joke. I mean, much like Chivas, we, we're not we're not 100% back. We were waiting. <laughs> we were waiting for the Olympic players to come back. We were like, once they come back, we'll really pod. And then they came back, and Chivas was still garbage. And we're like, god damn, it's so hard to pod about them. Yeah, it's been, it's been really... Um, bro, it's almost like a like you laugh at it. It's depressing. Like it's tough watching the games. Uh, we like I said, we've been wanting to pod, but you don't. When you finish watching the game, you don't want to pod about that shit. That shit, those shits are terrible. Yeah, it's like, bro. I wake up on like game on Chiba's game days, and like I dread it as like the the the, the game gets closer. Like it's like twelve. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, Chiba plays at eight. Damn it. And then it's like six. I'm like, god damn, I gotta watch Chiba's like. Yeah, and yeah I, even, I even I even missed the first. Uh, how many games are we in? I've only watched like the last three Chivas games. I didn't watch before that. I really hadn't watched any. Are games. we five games in? Four games in? We five, are. We are six games in. So I've only watched half the season. Uh, we lost to San Luis. We beat Puebla two nil. We tied Juarez two two. We drew against Santos nil nil. We lost to Leon three nil, and then we tied Monterrey nil nil. Bro, I, I didn't want to watch Chivas without the Olympic players. I was going out every every day they played. <laughs> you prefer to get drunk. <laughs> yeah, there was one game. Um, I think it was the Juarez game. I was out. I was out at a bar with no TV. So even if I wanted to watch the game, they I couldn't ask for it to be put on. So I pulled out my phone and I was like, let me just see what they're doing. Uh-huh. And I think they were I think they were still losing to Juarez at that point, um, or they were losing. I don't know. And I think Godin is like shanked a shot that he should have a hundred percent made clean contact with and like put in the goal. And I was like, Nah, that's it. Like I watched like ten seconds. I was like, Nope, that's it. And my friend started dying because I just took my phone. And I was like, Nah, I'm not watching this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think I've watched. I think I've watched about three games too. Um... But, but I haven't watched because I haven't because there's still that part of me that when Chivas plays, you know, you kind of there's still that hope. I have that hope that they're going to turn it around. And regardless of who the coach is, like I'm still that Chivas fan that loves Chivas and I want to watch it. So 
I haven't watched it because I don't want to. I think I've probably been busy, like, at a, uh, my cousin's house or something like that. Um, and then the, the times I have watched, it gets so boring that I put something else on on my phone. Like, the other day I was watching the Pacquiao <laughs> fight during the game. And if you ask me about the second half, I don't remember shit because I was mostly focused on the fight. And that's yes. how it's been. Like, each game is, like, it's so boring, man. Like, nothing, it's literally, like, the worst. Memorable. The worst of the worst. Like, I can't imagine, like, a... a a worse moment for Chivas, like just not even like the results, just the, the way they're playing, the way they're looking. They, they, yo, there's like no sense of style. No, they look good for like ten to fifteen minutes of the game, and then they look like trash. But uh, before we start venting about Chivas, let's just do like a quick recap of the off season. You know, we haven't potted at all. Um, Chivas signings, there were none, so <laughs> easy, easy segment. <laughs> Uh, we had departures. We had Alexis Peña left Chivas, and apparently he's freaking killing it at Cruz Azul. Like um, no, on the on the dis- on, <laughs> on the Discord, uh, there's a couple of people that watch um, other Liga MX teams. Like we don't we don't watch other Liga MX teams, but in the Discord, some of them do. And every time Cruz Azul is playing, they're like, "Bruh, Alexis Peña is killing it at Cruz Azul as a center back." Damn. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know. But he never even got the opportunity. To be honest, he never got the opportunity at Chivas. Maybe no. like once or twice, and he played like 20 minutes, 15 minutes. But he never really got like a real opportunity for us to really even know how he was. I just he got in he got in some uh, scandal, right? One of the scandals he was involved in. Was he involved in the Real Bando one? No. And that's why they got rid of him. Um. Oh, actually, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was one of the players that got um kicked off the squad, and we were just trying to offload at any point. Yeah. 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 Okay, so yeah, that makes that makes sense why we let him go. But I mean, the fact that he's killing it. <laughs> why did he not get a chance at Chivas? You know, every every player we seem to let go of is just turn, finds their form and starts killing it. Apparently, bro, we've paid ten million for players and they don't get a chance at Chivas. <laughs> Chicote Calderon. Yep, we haven't even paid for him yet. We we still only <laughs> got some money. That's how broke we are. Uh, hey, Madueña. We fans this week, by the way. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. We got Madueña. He left. He's at FC Juarez now with Tuca Ferretti. He's still a bum, though. He's only played 75 minutes so far this season. I don't think... I, I, I haven't heard anything good about him, so I'm assuming he's still he's still a bum. Wait, who's their coach? Tuca Ferretti, no? He's the Juarez oh, coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. And they suck. Yeah, they, they suck. Tuca sucks. And they haven't won the game. Carried, he's been carried the past 10 years by Guignac and his brilliance. <laughs> And y'all wanted him at Chivas. Disgust me. <laughs> yeah, so at least Madueña is still a bum, you know. So some yeah. things still make sense. <laughs> and then uh, our biggest departure of the offseason, JJ Macias is now at Getafe. He's played 26 minutes so far this season. I think he played like 23 minutes in one game and then three minutes in the other game. But um, I tried watching Getafe. They might be worse than Chivas, I think. <laughs> So he's, so he's still a bum is what you're saying <laughs> I, I, I mean it might not be his fault I, I don't think it was his fault that he was a bum for Chivas Because at one point he was scoring goals But um, yeah, yeah. Hedafid looks bad man Like I, you gotta, I can't watch him That's the one thing when these players make these moves to Europe I think you have to be very careful where you go Yeah I, I, It's something that they want to go so bad That they don't. I don't think they really think about it He wanted to go to Spain Mm-hmm. He's been dying to go. Uh, could be part of the reason he 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 hadn't played well because he wasn't fully focused at Chivas. But he got his wish, and now he has to deal with it. Now he has to perform. If not, he's gonna go come right back to Chivas. 
Because he's over there on loan, right? Yeah, they're I don't they're not gonna buy him if he know. if this keeps up. I think but they I bought him with the intention that he'd be decent, and then they could probably sell him. Yeah, that's well, they, they didn't buy him yet. He's on no, loan. I'm saying like loan right. would hope that he's the having a decent buy, season. Right. Yeah, they 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 take the option, they buy him, and then look to place him elsewhere. Like because I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they have the fee set that if they want to buy him, whatever, ten million, let's say. But they can they can see that the value because depending on how he's playing, it'd be more than that. And so they accept the the. the the option, they buy him, and then they sell him somewhere else. But it doesn't look good for him. Yeah, right now it doesn't look good. I don't know if it's just... It, it's definitely not JJ, though, because I think Hedafi in general just yeah, looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, that first game, they played Valencia. They were up a man for like a half, and they still look terrible. I love the colorful colorful kit tweets when, when he comes in and like, Vega's been in five minutes and already created a foul. That's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was Shout watching... I was watching one of their one of the Hetafe pregame preseason games on YouTube, and someone jumped in the comments and they're like, "How has JJ Macias been playing?" And somebody replied, "JJ Macias is a very generous player. He, he, he he's only touched the ball one time, so the rest of the team makes him touch the ball more." <laughs> I was like, "Damn, bro! Like JJ's down bad." Yeah, there's players like I would say like a Diego Linus or something like. You're on a team, and, and because of your position, you're able to drop more and ask for the ball more. But J.J. Macias is not that type of player. You want him up top near the box. And if you don't have a team around him that's going to get him the ball near the box, he's just not going to be successful. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then rumored departure with Alexis Vega after the Olympics. But those those have kind of died down. I haven't really heard anything. And I think transfer window closes tomorrow afternoon or in like two days, something like that. Well, end of the month, no? It the end of the month. Is it really? That's oh, what I, thought. I mean, I thought it was. I thought there was like two days left. I, I think some. I think some leagues have the, like, for the most part, some leagues, some leagues might close a little bit early, but for the most part, it's the end of August. Oh yeah, it says closes August thirty first. Yeah, yeah. Well, so at least still have league, so, yeah. so they still have a couple of days, but what teams don't want to do is wait to the last minute because then maybe they have to offload a player or or replace a player. So right. teams don't like to wait till the last minute. Right, so yeah, Vega was rumored to be leaving. Um, I think I saw Porto mentioned. I didn't believe then that. There was like a was there like an Italian team? I think was I think rumored so. to want him. So and then the rumor came out that Porto supposedly made an eight million offer for him, but Chivas said no because they want ten million because we're yeah. broke and need every freaking penny they can get. So I didn't I didn't believe that because that's just too too it's too little it's too little of a gap for two teams you know I, I feel like if that was a if there was a real negotiation and the difference is two million that they'd be able to come to an agreement like eight and ten million like that's not you're not far off yeah I think I think Vega's worth the ten million too um I think he, he'd be a steal for any European team especially if you play like a a style that benefits him He'll definitely yeah, I think, I think I think Porto would Porto's a perfect team for any young player to go to yeah I know they're trying to offload uh Decatito because I think he'll be a free agent if they don't they don't resign him, so I think they're trying to offload him, and they were saying, you know, a Mexican for a Mexican, you sell Corona, and then you bring in Vega. But I haven't really seen any more of those rumors come up, so maybe he's not he's not on his way out yet. I feel like financially Vega would be even a, like a it would be better for them, no? Like uh, as far as jersey sales and stuff like that. I feel like Vega coming from a team like Chivas, um, he has the Olympic hype. How, would you say he's more popular? I feel like he could be more popular for Porto than Tecatito was. 
I think he could. Um, uh, Cause he had the fan base of GWF yeah. following him. Mm-hmm. Corona kind of left through right. the back door of Rayados. Um, and I feel like Rayados fans didn't really follow him to, to Porto the way that Chivas players, Chivas fans tend to follow Chivas players when they leave. Like we, like, People so people watch MLS because they have former Chivas players on on their teams. Yeah, people so, people follow Stuttgart because because yeah. <laughs> of, <laughs> of uh, Massa and in San <laughs> So yeah, Chivas fans PSV, follow the players. They follow PSV. PSV. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Chivas fans follow follow their players wherever they go. So I think I think he would be more marketable than the uh, than the Tecatito yeah. Corona. Yeah, and um, you know they're both flashy players, so I think fans would uh, take to him very easily um, anybody I, I don't think Antuna also I think there's like an Italian rumor or something like that but I don't I don't think he's leaving no I don't think he's leaving either I don't believe a lot of those rumors to be honest if it doesn't yeah. come from Fabrizio I forgot his last name the Italian dude that tweets out here we go yeah. if it doesn't come from him I don't believe it and he tweeted out the Tecatito so that's that might be like he might be gone for real yeah and then uh I don't. I don't think there's rumors of any other Chivas players leaving. Um, Angulo obviously didn't get enough playing time. I think to even be scouted. Beltran is still with Chivas. I know he was a big rumor that he was going to get offloaded in the off season, but he's still with us. And he actually played the other day. He actually got a start. And then bench. <laughs> played well. <laughs> he got bench, but yeah. Nah, what are you gonna do, right? Freaking Busetich. That's been the Busetich era, to be honest. Is there's been no solid starting eleven. Yeah. It, consistent it talent sucks. starting 11 it's just well, hey this, this didn't work out today we'll start something completely different next week and if not we'll go back and it's just that's how it's been and the team has looked like a team that that has no consistency mm-hmm. exactly before we get all depressed um we can recap Chivas players at the olympics uh i think vega shined with the national team probably the best player on the team um at one point antuna managed to bench diego Lainez. And then Beltran and Angulo, like I said, they got limited minutes, but they look they look decent when they got playing time for uh, the national team under Jimmy Lozano. Yeah, man, that was a, that was a fun time. This this summer was pretty fun, going from like the Euros to the Gold Cup to the Copa America to finish it off with the Olympics and the performance that they had. It was fun, man. It was fun. Hey, it was fun waking up at what four in the morning, five in the morning. A lot yeah. of the dudes from the Liga Mexican community were up tweeting at that time. Um, the team played well. Outside of like one game, the team played pretty well. Yeah, I would say every every I would say every player on the national team had a good moment at least. Yeah, so maybe Cesar Montes gave up like two people. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But overall, but yeah, it was, man, it was, the it was fun. Team, it was good to watch. It was fun to watch. Um, and it was the way they ended it, beating the team that beat them in the first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the home and it was the home team. Uh, it, was, it was perfect. Like they didn't win the gold. You're not always going to win the gold. It's not easy to beat Brazil. You know, although they could have, they had their moments, but it was still fun. It was a fun time to watch the the national team play. Yeah. Did, that, did you that wake up with a bronze medal? Game? Nah, I didn't watch the bronze medal game. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> once, once, once they didn't beat Brazil. Like I, I was happy for them and I wanted them to win it, but I didn't. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have that yeah. same it, it just didn't hit it didn't up. hit the same you know no nah, it didn't it didn't yeah. bronze doesn't hit the same um and but i was happy had... for them I, but i but i wanted them for them because i thought they deserved the yeah. best of how they played i wanted mm-hmm. them to come home with something yeah 
Yeah, at least they got a Bronx. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. You saw a Vegas tattoo? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty people, cool. People, people are saying that's why he hasn't been playing well. He's still recovering from the pain of that tattoo. <laughs> that's all shin, bro. That that has to hurt. I don't have any tattoos. You have a tattoo, you have a tattoo right? You have a, uh, the Chivas logo? The GOAT. The the goat she logo? No. <laughs> you know that one that they had on the on He's that, like, we didn't get paid that much by the <laughs> The burgundy and the navy blue kit that has oh, like yeah, a blown yeah, up yeah. goat oh, logo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got that with the with the twelve star with a red right. twelve star over it. Yeah. But I, I got it on my forearm too. where it doesn't but really hurt. It looks like it would hurt on your shin. Yeah, that's like all bone. That's that's yeah. what I hear is where it hurts the most when you get tattooed right onto bone. Yeah. Supposed to be painful. So maybe that's why he hasn't been playing well. You know? It hurts when he runs. He's probably depressed like we are, like <laughs> going back to Chivas. <laughs> like, imagine you had yeah. the time of your life over there in, where was it, South Korea, Japan? Japan. Both, right? Japan. Yeah. Japan. Having the time of your life over there with the national team, living at the Olympic headquarters, <laughs> and then coming back to Chivas. <laughs> <laughs> Having to play with Sandiva. <laughs> <laughs> Angulo oh. Angulo found like a vlogger calling while while in Japan. He's a vlogger. Oh, did he? Now. I didn't follow. I didn't follow. Oh, you haven't watched them? No, no, no. They're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Um, he did one, I think, his first game back as, with Chivas, and then the next one he did was just him like hanging out with his nephew for a day because I think he was just like, I'm not putting this up. Like, another <laughs> game with Chivas, nah. <laughs> the best Chivas blogger now is the new the new the new fan that has the TikTok. Oh, um, damn! I, I I found him on Twitter the other day. He even added us. Let me. Did he? That's yeah, funny. yeah. He lives in New York too, right? I thought I saw his Twitter. It said New York or something like that. He lives in Jersey. His ad oh, okay. is Champagne Doby. Yeah, he Bro, lives in Jersey, but his TikToks were were great. Yeah, that was pretty. That was a cool thread. That when you when you put the thread of his TikToks, it was pretty cool. It was pretty funny too. It was pretty it's funny. funny. They already asked you for <laughs> I think it, it was sense. like he, he watched like two games and he already understood what like all Chivas fans understand. And I was like, I, I I commented on his video. I was like, oh, you're getting the hang of this real quick. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think the first game he watched was the Leon game where we lost three nil, and then right before we played um. Rayados, I think, he put up the TikTok where he's like, me knowing she was played today, like all hype. And then it ends with him crying in the corner because Boosted <laughs> teaches still our coach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he gets it, you know? He, he's uh, he's in for a long road of pain. He's hilarious, man. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about Chivas. Um, like like we said before, we, we didn't really watch them before the Olympic players came back. So that's all like a scratch. We have been watching them since the Olympic players came back. Since then, we've lost. To, we we tied Santos nil nil. We lost to Leon three nil, and then we tied to Rayados nil nil. Um, I think that Santos game, those first 15, 20 minutes are the best Chivas has looked in the games that I've watched this season. Uh, Acevedo obviously had I think six saves, so it's his fault we didn't win the game. Um, <laughs> Wait, we lost that game. No, we we just tied nil nil. That okay. was the one that was on Fox Sports. But yeah, no, it was okay. it was the Acevedo show. Um, he stopped us from getting points, and then 
after like those first 15 20 good minutes for Chivas I think they just disappeared and um I was talking about it hold on let me get that traffic that truck out the way it's New York City guys yeah so um I was saying in the discord after that game I was like I think Chivas really needs like sports psychologists in there because there's no reason to just be a good team for 15 20 minutes and then just kind of disappear for the other 75 to 70 minutes like how like that's just has to has to be like mental weakness right you get frustrated and then you kind of just give up yeah i'm not sure that, that was that the midweek game that was the first that was the first game i think it was a sunday night it wasn't the midweek game i don't remember this i don't remember it too well but there was one game where i remember it and i thought they were i thought like man they're actually playing well they're having opportunities they're just not converting the goals and yeah just like you said like something I don't know. Something just clicked in them and like clicked off. Yeah. And 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 for the rest of the game, they, they look like crap. Um, but there was so we had a run of a few like obviously top teams that we played against. And to be honest, bro, they were all whack. I felt like we should have we could have won any of those games. Like these are some of the top teams in Liga MX, and I felt none of them outplayed us. No, none of them. Like Leon played a bad game, and they still managed to we beat three nil, which is embarrassing. Freaking... Yeah. Oh, that's the game I'm thinking about. Yeah. That when he made the subs and it completely ruined the game. Because that Leon oh, game, yeah, we yeah. start off, we had some chances early on too. Mm-hmm. And we were looking decent. They score the goal. The goal happens. And I remember thinking, like, we went into half. I think we were losing 1-0 at half. But I'm thinking, you know what? Like, the team's not playing too bad. We can probably get one goal back. And we can probably win this game. But then in the second half, he started making the sub that completely ruined the way the team was playing. And we just, we just went to shit after that. Um, what it is, I don't know what it is. I don't know what clicks off on them. I don't know if it's the sub that Wilson Beach makes. Uh, bro, he played Cesar Huerta at right back. Yeah, I'd be and, pissed, bro. And, I'd be and pissed on on the first possession, um, he got he got put on his ass. Like they crossed him <laughs> up so bad, he just fell. Yeah, he I mean, looked like bro. a guy who was on the right back. Yeah. Now, now imagine you're this young player, right? You're the young. You're a young player who hasn't had many opportunities at first division, and what's on tape of you like maybe not maybe you won't be at Chivas forever but you want to show something to be on another team it's a freaking right back performance <laughs> like bro Leon, especially having like you have players that you can put there like we've put you can put Brizuela there who's at least yeah. done it before mm-hmm. it's just like these moves that don't they don't make sense um and then the hilarious part of that like I was telling you I was like I think we need a sports psychologist was and like that same press the post game conference uh, with some teachers, I think just uh, something psychological. I think we need to get like a sports psychologist. I was like, damn, like you're using my excuses. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think he, like I think he needs to do a better job. Co- he needs to do a better job coaching. Like I don't know what it is. Like, and I've said this. I've been saying this for a while now. The team looks like a team that doesn't practice how to break down defenses. Right? It just it it just looks like all our opportunities are like one on one plays. We're, we're we're hoping on a Vega prayer on Tuna down the wing using his speed. It's like once a team is sitting back, it's like we have no idea how to break them down. Like they don't even practice. It's like they don't even practice. To be when you yeah. watch them play, you would be like, bro, they've, he's been with the team for about a year now, and there's literally no style to how they play. No, none. Um, I don't, I don't get it. Like him being renewed itself was like a big shock like i thought he was definitely gone after the season but apparently we're so broke we can't afford to oh, sign anybody else or hire anybody else i don't know if it was him agreeing like i'll i'll take the team with no signings maybe that was his like 
his saving point. That's why Belize and Amari were like, all right, let's take him. But we're about to fire him. And apparently he has like a big clause in his contract that we have to pay out if we do fire him. So really, we're just lose. It's like a lose lose situation. Bro, it's, it's 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 how embarrassing Chivas has been that what what he probably used to negotiate himself staying at, at Chivas is the fact that he made La Liga twice, right? And well, even the last season, yeah, he made one it twice. Was huh? a, one was a semifinal run, and then the second time with Pachuca killing us at, at Hidalgo, 3-0, I think, right? Or 3-1. Yeah, but, uh, but he can um, still say, yeah. last time Chivas made the Liga twice, it's been a while. Right, and he can and and uh, a Maori's dumbass and Felix is like, well, you're probably right. Wow, you're right. You haven't made the league twice in a row. So let's, let's let's extend his contract. Uh, but I'm shocked that you say that he has a buyout clause. Like he has a fee that we still have that's, a big. That's fee. what I was. I saw I saw a Univision guy tweet it, and I think I saw like a Rob or Heck um, quote tweet it. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason I saw it because I don't take I don't know if we believe anything guys. serious that Univision guys say or through the end guys. Like I don't believe him. But if that's true, that sucks, right? Because we're just we just keep shooting ourselves in the foot. Like if you're gonna resign them, we should have resigned them and been like, look, if we fire you, that's it. You're not getting any any more money out of Chivas because you suck. Yeah, I would have thought that would have been the condition for coming back. Is you, there won't be like a, a fee that we have to pay if we fire you. Um, it's it's sad the situation that Chivas is in, and it's sad that even going forward, that whether he's on a hot seat or not. That you're already hearing rumors and names, and it's sad that it's Belais searching for the next coach. When one, he's the one who found was Beach. When he should have let him go, when his contract ended, he extended the contract. And so, why why is he allowed to choose the next coach? Maori needs to wake up, man. Yeah, we should. I mean, Belais' project up to this point has to be a complete failure, right? I think. There's like two out of the. Remember when we they started nicknaming us the Chiva Lacticas or Chivas Galacticas, <laughs> whatever. And there's that big. There's like that famous picture that had Pelaez and all his um, all his signings that he brought over to Chivas. And I think only two of the players are left. Um, let me see. I tweeted it out. All right. Yeah. So after Maduana left, only three of the initial signings by Pelaez remain on the team: Antuna, Angulo, and Chicote Calderon. And Antuna's probably the only one that's really a starter. Yeah. Uh, Macias is gone. Uh, Peña's gone. Madueña's gone. Gallito's gone. Um, Victor Guzman never even played a game for us. Right. So, yeah, we've it, it's been a failure. We Sure, we made Liguilla. We made that semifinal run, which, was how, which is what we've talked about it before a lot on the podcast. It was just um, a lot of individual moments that got us there. Chicote basically carried us to the to the semifinals with those uh, chicotazos against Ochoa and, and America. And he's never played left back since. <laughs> you put him everywhere except left back ever <laughs> since then. Um, he tried him at, like, stri- I think he even tried him at striker in the, off- in the preseason. And there there was a time where he would try him like at second striker. <laughs> mm-hmm. At left wing, Chicote looks lost. Um, it's, it's just bad, and so it's I a, think Pelaez's project in general is, is a failure. We have to, and I don't I don't see how Maori doesn't punish him or like just get rid of him for that. Yeah, I would say it's like there's two parts to it. There's the one where at, you can't be mad 
at the fact that well the one thing he did do is he did have he did have signings good signings at the time if you would have asked us you were like we, we would have approved a lot of the signings maybe not the gallito one and Maloyan and all this but we were happy with antuna we're happy with angulo happy with you they probably still are to be honest we would probably love to see a different coach coaching them um so on the one end he did sign those players that can probably have an impact because they've been national team players like Angulo was at the Olympic team as well at one time Chicotes probably should have been on that team and was an Olympic uh, was a national mm-hmm. team player uh, so at the one you can't hate on him on that but the fact but it's the what he's done with the coaching situation and the coach that he's given these players where he they're not even, he's not even putting the players in the right position the players that he signed in the right position to succeed and the fact that he didn't see it and that he extended the contract and just for that alone he should be fired. Like, yo, thank you for signing the players, but you got to go. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was talking, I forgot who I was talking to against uh, Monterrey, and Vega just looks uninspired on the pitch. Like, And I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if Bucetich benches him because he made, like, a really good run against Monterrey, and instead of passing the ball, he just shot it. Like, out of desperation, he was just like, fuck this. Like, I got to do this on my own. And... In my head, I was like, "Damn, Busquets, he's probably gonna bench him because right now he he's playing out there. He looks uninspired. He it looks like he he wants to do everything himself. And I get it, right? You came off a great tournament, and now you're frustrated that you're back at Chivas and you're playing the way you're playing. So I can't really blame Vega. And then the uh, the way we've seen Busquets act, I feel like he would bench him. Yeah, I could see that happening. Uh, I would say the. And I don't and I don't think this is an excuse for Vega, but you got to say that the quality of players that he's playing with. Uh, like Chivas doesn't have anyone like Romo from Cruz Azul. Nobody, oh yeah, for sure. They don't have no playmaker, midfield playmaker, a true midfield playmaker like um, what's the dude from America? Um, Cordova. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Henry Martin. For as much as we hate him and we don't really like him, he's way better than Saldivar. Yeah. Um, any of the the when the tournament started, Eric Aguirre as a left back, bro. He's like a his real position is like a center mid and he's playing left back and you have all these like players with attacking qualities all over the pitch. And he doesn't have that at Chivas. He's playing with a Jesus Molina. I forgot the other two defensive midfielders that we have. And Flores and and, uh, Angulo is a number 10. Like he's not even a number 10. When Jimmy Lozano was subbing him, he was subbing him on the wing. Yeah. To give him. That's where he shines. Yeah. To let him, of course. And over here we're using him as a, as a second striker. Like he's not. That's not your. That's not his position. Now, sure. Does Chivas have a player that can play that position? We don't. And that's one of the biggest issues. Well, I think Vega's that guy. No, put him behind our our striker. Let him I, roam. Because I, I, I feel like Vega when he was, roams, is right. when he's at his best. I would say Vega's probably the best option. But and this yeah. is what I don't understand. I think I had this. I had this conversation with someone on Twitter the other day. Is they're like, why not keep? Because I, I think I suggested putting Vega as a second striker or even that striker, and it was like, why not keep a. Uh, Vega at, at left wing where it's his best position, all right? Let's say it's his best position, but I would say that that's where Chivas has the most depth up front is on the wing play. We have wing players. Like, is Angulo Vega? No, but he can play the wing player pretty good. And so, therefore, I would rather use Vega at striker and have uh, Angulo and Antuna on the wings than have Vega at the wing and have, Angu- have uh, Angulo on the bench and have someone like Saldiva at striker who's not doing anything for you. Yeah, I think, I think... You take advantage of the wing depth and put Vega in a different position and use Angulo and and Antuna where they should where where they where they they know how to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, Angulo should be on the left wing, Antuna should be on the right wing. Um, I I wouldn't be mad at just playing Vega behind Saldivar. I feel like 
but yeah, I don't know. Saldivar is just not it. I, at this point, I was like, um, damn, what's his name from the the Twitter space? I forgot his name. But um, he like called me crazy and put in Oribe Peralta. I was like, at this point, why not? Just oh, try remember. it. <laughs> See, I suggested Oribe as maybe as a cam, as a, a as the second striker, because while he probably doesn't have the speed to beat a defender, maybe he has the vision and the passing to help out. Because, you know, that's the one thing players, as they get older, where they lose their speed, where they get better in is their passing and division. Yeah, he has, like, that, uh, the hold-up play, like, savviness right. that comes with veteranship. So, I think, I, I think we should, at this point, just give it a shot, because, um, Godinez ain't it either. Look like, at us. Look Godinez at us. Want to go to play? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want Godinez, bro. Godinez is no, bad. Godinez is bad. Um, I know the I was on the Lions Den pod and they were joking like is there going to be La Leda Lex with Godinez I was like no I guarantee you he's not going to score a goal bro I can't even believe he <laughs> plays to be honest <laughs> bro it's 2021 and Godinez is playing for us Saldivar is our starter and Godinez is his backup yeah bro Saldivar didn't even sub off the other day like one of those one of those games he stayed on the full 90 minutes <laughs> yeah they put in Godinez with him and we still couldn't score a goal and that was, that was another thing. The way Bucetich managed the, the Rayados game, we were up a man for, I think we checked right before, at the 34 minutes we were up a man. So it was 11 v 10 for 34 minutes. And at no point in the game did it look like Chivas had a one-man advantage. Because Bucetich made subs, but he made man-for-man subs instead of like being like, all right, let me take out a defender and put in a midfielder or an attacking midfielder or another striker. No, he... He put in a left back for a left back, a mid for a mid, a winger for a winger. Like, well, why are you not defensive mids for a while? Yeah, like exploit, exploit the 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 missing man. Like, what are you doing? Like, he was happy with a draw against a, a Rayados sure. team that didn't even get a shot on target the whole game. What did like, he say it, after it was, I, did you he, see? He it? didn't. He didn't have a thing. He just said, um, what, "What is it?" He he walked up. He walked into the press conference and he just said like some. Some dumb shit. Uh, let me see. I have it. I tweeted it out. It was like one of those like um, like no questions today. And the <laughs> the fan. I think he said the fans want results. All right, here it is. His only message was uh, no more excuses. The fans want results, and we're going to look for results. We're constantly working, and we'll keep working. And then he left. Like he didn't answer any questions or anything. But would you say? Would you say we want results? I mean, sure, we want results. Or would you say we want to see like a real product? Like, we always well, talked about this with Almeida when he was yeah. first on in games. It's like, the reason Vergara never fired him is because he saw something there in the way that they played. And and it would be easy to defend Vucetich if we saw something. And that's the problem. It's not it's not that the, we're, we're losing or we're tying games. It's it's that we don't see anything. Well, we've, we've had this, this uh, same discussion on the podcast a bunch of times where it's like, do we want results or do we want a style of play? And like the based off the coaches that we've had, we've said in the past, like just like win, like give us results. We don't even care about playing nicely anymore. Like we don't even care if the, they play nice. Like it's fun to watch. Just win games because you're not making the yeah, you're not making runs, championship runs. Like it, it's not fun to watch this team. Like I told you, I dread when Chivas when the men's Chivas team plays. Like I dread it. I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, but, that's, but, but I guess what the, what the problem here is that we're not getting either. Yeah, that's the thing. We're not getting thing. no results or the style of play where, let's take, for for example, the first, remember like that first like six games of, of Cardoso when our defense mm-hmm. was on point and 
I don't know where we are on the table, but we were doing pretty decent in the table. And it's yeah. like, all right, you can understand. You can under, if, if they're getting if he's getting the results in a defensive way. Look, as much as I want to play nice, like I, I want to play like a beautiful style of soccer. Like at the same time, I won't be mad if they if they want to keep him if, if he's if they're producing if they're producing a, a results or a style. But with Sadiq, we ain't getting anything. But barely making La Liguilla. When there's how many teams get in? Twelve, ten. Twelve. When twelve teams get in and you barely make it, like that's nothing to be. Pr- that's not like oh well he made La Liguilla. That's something. That's not an accomplishment. Yeah, it's like impossible not to make Liguilla. Remember last season when. We were thought down it was bad, to make it. <laughs> and we were like, "There's no way we make." It. We gave up. We There's gave up on the podcast. Back. There's no way they can yeah. make it. <laughs> we gave up, and what did they do? Repechaje. <laughs> yeah, but and they and then what? They went into repechaje, and they look like a repechaje team. They look like a team that was like in, that was struggling to make the liga. Well, yeah, I remember we went up, up. We went up one nil early up against uh, Pachuca, and then they just killed washed. us. Yeah. And they just killed us. I think, and then Antuna scored like a 94th minute. PK and like taunted the Pachuca crowd <laughs> while still down like two goals. Like, what are you doing, man? He thought he thought there was a second game. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, like it, it's not it's not fun, man. Like I wake up on Chivas game days and I I hate it. I'm like, god damn it, we gotta I gotta cover this game on the account. Like we gotta talk about this. It's not fun. I want Chivas to be fun again, or at least yeah. win games, you know. Yeah, yeah. But at this point, like, we don't even feel like talking. And no one yeah. feels like talking. No one feels like, bro, we do the Twitter spaces. We, we, I can tell by people's tweets, like, people are, like, fed up, man. Like, completely fed up. And rightfully so. Like, Dan, uh, Danny gives up on the team every week. <laughs> bro, Danny, we finally convinced him to go for the win, and he finally picked him to win. <laughs> and they lost. Or they lost or they tied, I forgot. But... They lost. They lost to Leon. I think he, he's like, all right. I'm oh, gonna, yeah. I think oh, he yeah, yeah. She was Leon then because Gotti was on the first place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they lost. <laughs> Man. So bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's, uh, I think I've tweeted out a few times. It's like, it's, bro, like, it's almost, it's frustrating. It, it, it almost hurts to watch them play. Like, the game is over and I feel like I went through something. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not. It's, not it's fun. exhausting. It's exhausting. That's why I said, I said it's exhausting watching them play. Mm-hmm. Like sitting through ninety minutes of the way they play, man, it's tough. It's not easy. That's why, like, when Rigo falls asleep halfway through a game, I'm not mad at him. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I uh, I hung out with uh, AJ from the Eagle Eye Pod the other day. Oh really? We were talk- yeah, we were talking about um about Chivas in America, and he was like, "Dude, Solari played super boring soccer," but I was like. Uh, you're in first place. Like, what are you? What are you complaining about? At least you're, you know, you're, you're aspiring to be something. Chivas plays like ass and is in like 13th place on the table. Like, <laughs> take it, right? Try play like, boring and not winning. <laughs> yeah, be happy that you're you 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 play like shit on the field, but you're in first place. And we play like shit on the field, and we're like in a shit place on the table. Like, I would Bro, give anything to people. be first place. <laughs> I still see people defend Vucevich, and that I don't know how, how, how you can do it. He should be giving his players and blah blah blah. And bro, I'm fed up with these coaches, man. And it doesn't look like it's going to get any better because <laughs> the name that's rumored to replace Vucevich is uh, El Turco Mohamed, another recycled Liga MX coach. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. And I don't he's get a, it. And he's, of course, a, he's, 
he's another defensive coach and and our our back line is trash we suck our defense sucks he's one of those counter-attacking he comes from the i think he comes from the what's it called la volpe mm-hmm. school or from like that lineage um, i mean if we're gonna play counter-attack football good because we're built for it but he's gonna rely on on a defense that is not that great at chivas like pretty saying is not that good Olivas and Sepulveda keep rotating with each other. Our goalies bench each other every other week because they make mis- they make stupid mistakes. <laughs> like Tonio gave away a goal against Leon, and then he got benched for like the fifth time as a Chivas player. I, I don't get it. I I don't get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, right, I don't, I don't right know. Right back. Mohamed is not the answer. The other rumor names no. I heard was Jimmy Lozano. Uh, and I could see why he would be a name that they would want to look at, especially based off what the national team did at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And it'd be easy. It's it's, an, it's probably an easy sell on his behalf, right? Just look at what, how Vega played for me. Look yeah. at how these players played for me. It won't be as easy. Like we said, you won't have the same amount of players around them. So it won't be as easy. But I could see why Chivas would go that route. And then the other option, I think, is Diego Alonso, which is probably the, the route I would probably pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a little bit more offensive minded, um, but these names don't like exciting. I can like I can be okay with Jimmy Jimmy Lozano and Alonso, but it's not exciting either. I'd be okay with Jimmy just because it's it's something new, right? It's something that we hey, haven't so. tried, and it's uh, the last time we tried something new. Look what happened: we won five championships in in two or three years. So bring something new to the team, you know. I mean, he also did show... Linus. <laughs> That. I was like, yo, bro, I woke up, I woke up at 5 a.m. one day. <laughs> I woke up one day at 5 a.m. with Linus on the back. I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? But then I was like, why delivered. is he starting? Antuna he delivered. did, but, yeah. but Linus didn't deserve to get hey. benched. He's our best player. Vega was our best player. Well, he was a more efficient <laughs> player, but, yeah. but Linus was a... Bro, he creates, like, we don't, like, he creates in the short spaces the way Antuna can't. Yep. But yeah, I mean, bring on Jimmy. It's something new. I think it would be a good message from Amaury and Pelaez. You know, like, look, we're trying something new. We're not doing the same old shit that every other Liga MX team in the league does. But we're probably going to get Turco Mohamed, and then he's going to get fired at the end of the season because we're Bro, not going to make Bro, we missed out Liga. on Gonzo Pineda. He just got signed by Atlanta United. Yeah, he was just around forever. Like, has played, you know, he's... All right, so what kills me is that... I'll, um. There were, like, tweaks going around that Ramoncito Morales or El Tiburón Sanchez should be, like, the next coach because they feel the colors. Yeah, it's I don't like, like that. That has nothing to do with it. Like, yeah. that means yeah. me and you could be great yeah. coaches according to those people, right? Yeah, like, we, no, we no. can we can show up in a freaking suit and, and Chivas would lose, like, 40 mil or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think – and I think that's the problem um, not just with coaches but with players too – is the whole oh we need players that feel the, that feel the jersey nah nah we need we need a good coach and we need players that can be coached and put in the right position to succeed it's like this has nothing to do with how you feel about the colors we've talked about this with Antuna uh, yeah we talked about wanting to go to Europe or or not being a Chiba. Well, I don't know I can't remember what it was that he said he um, said that and he, yeah he wanted to go to Europe and that he's a Santos fan because that's where he came right. from. Yeah, but when he's put in a in a uh, in a position to succeed with the ball, like he's he he plays well. Like, yep, he doesn't play every well. He's not consistent, but but that's what we that's what we're talking about. Like, you don't need to feel the the, the colors or or anything like that to be a successful coach or player. I think that's I think that's bullshit. And I think 
that's how you get yourself into a into a situation where you're just consistently going to keep losing. You gotta you gotta adapt with the game, and the game is the game has changed so much that you need coaches that are different now. Yeah, I I feel like that just ends up killing, you know, the player's legacy at the team. Right? They come, they they're supposed to coach and be the savior, and then they're not good coaches, or the team just doesn't succeed, and now it just tarnishes their legacy at a club. Now you got almost people coming and like. We don't make Ligia for like two seasons, then everyone's just gonna hate him. Or Tiburon Sanchez comes and messes up the team even more. That's why I think Pineda was such a like such a miss. Like you could have satisfied both like people, right? You could have satisfied the the people that like tactics, that like game planning. Because Gonzalo Pineda sounds like a really smart coach, and yeah, yeah, and he's been at, yeah, he's been at Sounders for a while, and Sounders has been a relatively consistent and good team in the MLS. And we can joke about the MLS being the MLS, but if your team is consistent in the league, you know, you're doing something right. And right. he's learning from the right people. And then you also have the fact that he's been a champion with Chivas. He did spend a couple of seasons at Chivas. The fans like him. So you could have appeased both crowds. Instead, you never even considered him. And now he's the head coach at Atlanta United. Granted, we have no idea what he's going to do, but imagine he kills it at Atlanta United. Then it's like, wow, Chivas missed uh, missed out on a great potential coach candidate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and, and that the whole thing, like you, when you take a look at certain players who have left clubs and 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 players want them. Like I, I think about like a player like Xavi who left Barcelona, and like they're begging for him to come back. And one of the reasons they're begging for him to come back is not because he feels he feels the colors of Barcelona. Because what he's done at Qatar, I believe that's where he he is at Qatar. Yeah. Um, he's completely dominated the league with like a fifty goal differential, having them play way different yeah. than they've ever seen a, a coach have them play. And that's what you should be looking for. You don't want Ramon Morales because he was an ex player. Nah, show me what he's done. Maybe at an academy level, at a youth team, or or where has he studied, or who has he learned under? Don't tell me Ramon Morales just because he played and he was a great player for us. Yeah, like successful like player coaches come along like once in a while, right? Like you have like Zidane who did it with Real Madrid, and even then, like he had the the CL runs, but league wise, he never really did anything. No, he struggled, and you can probably yeah. argue it probably would have been a fail if he doesn't win those those mm-hmm. Champions League runs, and and it probably would have been a fail if it wasn't players for like Ronaldo and and Ramos who saved them yep. in some of those games. Exactly. You have Cardoso who did it at the Luca. Um, but he never won the championship with them. He had them playing. Like Hugo Sanchez. Hugo Sanchez did it at Pumas, right? Uh, Cristante, I think, won a couple of championships as the Luca coach when when they were did winning really? chips. I think I think he won one or two. I think one maybe. Somebody either Cardoso or Cristante, I think, won the championship. But after that, like player but coaches, even those, in but, right, but even those guys, they've won championships. But what have they really done to? How have they really right. revolutionized the game? Exactly. Who, who, when have you thought about? Damn, look at the way Cristante's team plays. And that's what we have to start looking. Let's start getting away from the mentality of these old coaches, man. We have to start something different. And I think you're right. I think they missed out on a golden opportunity where a player like Gonzalo Pineda, who probably would have loved the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. I don't know. Like maybe he, maybe he wants to stay in the MLS because maybe he sees better opportunities in this market over here. But I think a part of me has to think that he would have loved an opportunity like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how he feels, how he would have felt about right, coaching right. Chivas, but, but he would have jumped at the opportunity. Being a, being a coach. Exactly. Atlanta gave him the opportunity first. Maybe he hasn't had the opportunity. Maybe he would have jumped at an opportunity like Chivas. 
Well, and, I, and we don't know. know. And we don't know if he would have fit. We just would have said we would have been okay with it because it would have been something different. And that and that's what would have. You know what? I can probably get excited for that. Turko Mohamed mm-hmm. does not get me excited. Like like I said, it's just something new, right? We want something new. We don't want the same old recycle, recycled bullshit that Liga MX does. Tapatio seem looking like ass too. They like they like dismantle that team and sold like all the good players. Like I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> like they all right. So another thing they talked about this offseason, right? Is they're bringing back the seventy thirty rule where they want seventy percent of the players to be academy and like Chivas homegrown players, and then the other thirty percent are going to be the signings. And what the last time we tried that, we almost got relegated, bro. And then, you know, you take a look at what they did with Tapatio where they sell, like, all these good players that we were excited about. They sell them to other uh, expansion teams or other Liga MX teams. And it's like, all right, so you're supposed to build from this squad, and but you just sold them to other teams? Like, what do you... What what hope do we have as Chivas fans? I was talking yeah. about in the Lions Den pod. I was like, you know, our, our academy success is, has been relatively trash for the last, like, 10 years. Um, like we won the championship, right, with Almeida, and I think we had like three, maybe three academy players on that starting eleven. Yeah. So our our academy hasn't been good for a while. We don't produce the players. If we do go the seventy thirty route, I think the the pattern of us winning or being in contention for a championship is probably going to be like every ten years, because that's how, I think that's how often it is going to be that we strike gold with um with academy products. Yeah, I think I think one of the issues is that in Mexico, I think it's a it's a Mexico issue. The academy, if you really look around the league, it's let's be honest. How many players would you really love at Chivas from other teams? There's not that many. These teams, teams aren't producing great players. They're winning. They're winning with maybe some Mexican players, but they're not players that you like. Wow, I need them on my team. So I think it's a problem, like as as a country. And I think where Chivas Chivas needs to learn that Chivas needs to accept that. And find a way to be different and understand that they need to completely, completely change what they're doing at the academy level. Is that it's not working, and they have, and I don't think they accept that. I think they see like they'll win like a Siete title here and there, and they think, wow, wow, this is the next group of guys. And it's no, it's not, it's not. It's, it's they're winning a they're winning a league in an academy where the academies are they're all average, man. They're all average. Um, you got to find a way to be different and dominate at an academy level. You should be dominating at an academy level if you really want to produce top players. Yeah, and there's like a, like we've said uh, a lot of times on the pod, you know, there's a disconnect between sub, like under youth, youth 17 squads, 21 squads, and like national, we see it national team wise, right? We've won youth World Cups, we've won Olympics, and then five years later, those players are nowhere to be seen in the league. Like two or three maybe succeed. There's some players I, that were at the Olympic team that had no idea who they were, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, there was some I, I but that's just because we don't watch other Liga MX teams. <laughs> but they're not they're not doing anything on those teams to make us be like, wow. Uh, when Vega was at at the Luca, we wanted him on the Chivas. Yeah, I we remember wanting him. Chivas. We wanted we wanted a, a a Victor Guzman or Eric Aguirre, but there's some of these players I had no idea who they were. I'm not saying they played bad. No, they played they played decent in the roles that they had. But yeah, Mexico just doesn't produce enough talent, man. It just doesn't, and it's headed in the wrong direction, man. Especially with the U.S. and the Liga and the MLS. And that's a whole other discussion. But we got to change yeah. something, man. Like, we got that kid, um, that American, the Mexican-American kid, uh, David Ochoa, like, begging for Chivas to sign him. And I'm, I really? guarantee you, 
I guarantee you he does end up at Chivas and he ends up being like a great goalkeeper for another another team either in Liga MX or it just makes the jump from MLS to Europe. I didn't know he wanted to come at Chivas. That's dope. That's he, dope. he was at hey, we did, need you, a goal. did you read his uh, players tribute? It's really no, good. No, no, no. I have, oh, I haven't read it. No. I didn't know I didn't even know he did one. Yeah, he did one where basically he was at the Chivas Academy and um he said that when he went to the Chivas Academy he was kind of discouraged from playing at Chivas or playing for Mexico because he was getting bullied by like the by, by the Mexican kids at Chivas like calling him gringo and like bocho and he said he, he felt like he didn't belong so then when um I, I, I forget what I forget what MLS team he played for I think it's like Salt Lake is it Salt Lake or something like that yeah or, one of those MLS teams, and yeah. he said once he joined there, he got an opportunity at their academy, and he said he felt a little more welcome. I think they had a like a Hispanic coach, and he really took to that coach, and that coach kind of he related to that coach, and he made his jump to the to the to the MLS easier or whatever. And then mm-hmm. when he went to the U.S., you know, he he said he also didn't feel like he belonged because um, same thing, right? He didn't have anybody to relate to on the coaching squad. Right. So that's why he made. After the Olympic qualifiers or whatever, he made the jump official from U.S. to to Mexico. Mexico. So now, yeah, now he's um he wants to be cap tied to to Mexico, and he's been talk he he talked about it a lot. He's like my family grew up Chivas fans. It oh, was I think like I a, did read that. I think I did it read was, that. Yeah, like his grandparents and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said it was a big deal to be at Chivas, and like he wants to find his way back to Chivas. And I think on like Twitter, he was even adding them like in like highlight reels he would at Chivas instead of his own actual MLS team so it's like the kid is like begging Chivas to look at him to sign him and I, I guarantee you he, no, he never ends up at Chivas and he, he'll be he'll end up being a great goalkeeper for MLS and then make the jump to Europe or something yeah. I guarantee you especially when you, especially when you're a team that's looking for a goalie at the moment bro we suck at goalie I just seen what's it called ML, uh, the guy Max All-Stars are out 1-0 <laughs> I did see takes that takes a next Takes an extra hero to score for us and wide the gap between both leagues. Yeah, <laughs> I also saw that some other player uh, chose Mexico over the U.S. Ricardo Pepe from FC Dallas. Oh, he's supposed to be he's supposed to be good, and he, he's yeah. a, like a dual dual apparently national. They're look, apparently, they're looking they're possibly looking at for these upcoming games since these European teams aren't going to let their players come. Did you see that? That. Oh yeah, we're... a few of the leagues aren't gonna let their teams leave. Aren't gonna let their players leave. I saw Italy announced it and Premier League Spain, announced Premier... it. Spain too. Spain I think. too. Oh yeah. damn. Yeah, we're gonna so... have to play with only Liga MX players. Hey, so there you go. We get, look, we got a new Mexican American that's choosing Mexico <laughs> or the U.S. But uh, they haven't had much luck these Mexican American kids. Like, um, we got Bro, Jonathan we... Gonzalez from Rayados, whose career basically died. Hey, that's, yo, that's... Zen... Zendaya that's had Chivas. Go, go ahead. Zendaya Zendaya Chivas. Chivas, Chivas almost killed his career. Now he's um, rejuvenated at Necaxa. But I think this kid's different, though. The pro- I don't think Zendaya was like a, a, a real, you know what I mean, prospect. But Zendaya like a- was captaining their, their youth squad. He was freaking yeah, Christian Pulisic's like captain, bro. I don't know if he was like the dude from L.A., uh, what's his name? Oh, Efrain Alvarez. Alvarez. Yeah, I don't think he was like on that level as a prospect. Or even I've heard about this kid, Ricardo Pepe. Uh, or even the Efrain Alvarez has a teammate Araujo. Uh, I think it's Julian Araujo who still oh, hasn't chosen. Yeah, yep. he still hasn't chosen either. But yeah, these. But FC Dallas, I would say, is you know, Chivas should 
find a way to partner with them because they're doing something really good with their academy. They have, first of all, they have a top, they have one of the top academies in MLS, and they're constantly producing players and sending players over to Europe. So that that's something that they should look at. Like, what is this team doing that we're not doing? That they're producing these players and we can't produce, even if it's an MLS team. Like, they're obviously having some sort of success. Yeah, I mean, at 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 least at this point, we are starting to look at Mexican American talent in the USA. Um, we did have like a we signed like some kid to Tapatio, I think. Like some kid out of straight out of college, we signed him. I don't know if it was from Cali or from uh, Chicago, something like that. But we did sign a kid straight out of college. So we're starting to look 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 at um American talent now, which the I American, think Chivas has American to do. Players gonna gonna save Chivas. Love to see it. <laughs> Ocho's, all the purists are gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> we need more Pocho uh, Bontes on our squad. <laughs> Um, what else what else anything else you want to discuss no, on our first gonna, pod wanted, back no I was gonna I wanted to wait to, uh, we were on pod and to ask you how the feminine team has done I haven't kept up like I, they play they play when I'm usually like at, at the at the academy coaching so I I kind of miss it sometimes I, I do see that they're constantly winning <laughs> yeah they're, they're constantly doing well yeah I'm gonna I'm do a pod with Melissa on the feminine team but Chivas Femenil, that's like the part of Chivas that gives me joy. Like, you know how I said I, I hate when I wake up on the day that men's Chivas plays? When <laughs> when the Femenil team plays, it's like, oh, damn, it's only it's like 10 o'clock in the morning and they play 10 at night. And I'm like, god damn, it's only 12 p.m. It's only 1 p.m. It's like, this game yeah, can't, can't happen already, it, yeah. right? You can't wait for it. I'm excited to watch it. And like, you know, they even play like 10 a.m. games and I wake up early and like I got breakfast going like half an hour right before the game kicks off. So I could be eating while watching the game, but like the men's team so different. Like, yeah, Chivas Femenil are in second place. Do they have any? Uh, do they have any new players that we have that for us who maybe paid attention last season, haven't really kept up this season that we haven't heard of? Because I feel like I've seen some new names that I haven't seen before. Yeah, we got around. a midfielder, Cassandra Montero. She's maybe really good. Maybe it was her. Um, we got a youth center back. She got promoted to. Well, she got the job because uh, Miriam Garcia left. We got Kimberly Guzman. We got Celeste Espino at goal because Blanca broke some bone in one of her hands. So she's been out for a while. And, oh, so uh, she's starting now? She's been, yeah, she's been playing pretty well. Yesterday, yesterday, I think, yeah, yesterday she had like a pretty, she had a, she had a fire ass save on Monday night. I, I tweeted out the gift. That was like a really good save. And in the comments, people are like, <laughs> they're adding Gudinho and Tonio. They're like, see, learn, hold the ball. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> it is, it is, but it's like hilarious at the same time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like, bro, watch, watch the women's team because that's that's like the source of joy for Chivas fans. All right. Um, you know, Chivas is an institution that means it includes the men's team, the women's team, and the youth teams. Um, I don't watch the youth teams because I don't have that much time. But um, definitely watch the women's team if you want if you want to be happy. Any sense of joy from Chivas? Watch the you women's team. Talk about Arsenal for a little bit or not? Arsenal is trash. <laughs> um, today they won six nil just to get shut out on Saturday morning against Manchester City. <laughs> so I saw some Arsenal fans on my timeline like buying that false hope. They're like, "Oh, we just beat West Brom all, which uh, three is six nil." No, right, it's like Carabao Carabao Cup. I don't, I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, I don't pay attention. To them. That's not even like the good one. I think FA Cup <laughs> is like the decent cup, and then I don't know what the Carabao FA's, Cup the is. FA is the one that Arsenal loves to win. Yeah. The way they go all in on. 
Yo, and, like, and they're and at least it's like a respectable, nothing, right? it's like a respectable cup, the FA Cup. Like I don't even know what a Carabao Cup is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Arsenal's doing all or nothing this season, right? They are doing all or nothing. Oh, it's gonna that's be gonna great. Be, it's gonna, gonna be, be great. Yeah, it's gonna be so good. But yeah, Arsenal is trash. All my soccer teams are trash. <laughs> Except Chivas Mexico, Mexico team. lost all two finals to the U.S. To oh, Mexico lost. Yeah, but I can play the. The reverse, the reverse card and claim the USA. <laughs> you got to have the picture of you in, in the Donovan jersey. <laughs> I don't have a Donovan jersey, right? It's a blank USA. Uh, one bad, one bad. It could be anybody you want. It could be Alexi Lalas if you want it to be. Oh, uh, nah. I hate Alexi Lalas so much. I hate him. <laughs> uh, all right. I think not bad for our first episode back after, like, I think we haven't tweeted since, like, June. Uh, tweeted. Potted since, like, June or May, whenever the season ended, that's when we yeah. stopped tweeting, stopped potting, yeah. potting. I think I think if Chivas plays the same way this week, and they don't fire with Beach, I don't think we'll record a pod. To be honest, there'll be no <laughs> point. It'll be repetitive. <laughs> it will. <laughs> like you guys know, what we think about it or not. Uh, I think Wilson Beach fired. But if but if he was to get fired, then we definitely got to record. Oh yeah, for sure. I think we can just do except early game on Saturday, except six o'clock. So we can definitely okay. do a Twitter space, and then I'll just download it. it. It takes like 24 hours for it to be able to be downloadable, but I could just download that and then upload that as a pod because I think I think those are really fun. I just didn't know there was a 24 hour uh, waiting period. So oh really? The last space we did, by the time I was gonna upload it, she must play Leon again. So I was like, uh, there's really no point. <laughs> I mean, they played Monterrey, so there was really no point in uploading that space. But now that I know there's a 24 hour like a rule or whatever, I can download right. the spaces and just upload them like Monday morning or Tuesday morning and have it as like a like a side pod or something like that, just in case there's not really anything Much. new to talk about. Yeah, yeah. no, for Which, sure. And shout out yeah. to uh, Ivan and the Eagle iPad for for uh, what they host uh, a League IMX pickup game. Oh yeah, that looked cool. That looked pretty cool. Uh, hopefully, one day in the future we can head out to California and be a part of something like that. And they we're pretty cool to to do something with them and stuff like that. Yep, watch a classical or something like that. Like I mean, we did it here in New York. Um, we had a pretty oh, decent the, turnout the, on both. Right, the both watch times parties. we did it. Yep, those are hey, fun. Well, I think now that things are a little back to normal, we might try again. I gotta talk to Rigo, see what's up. I have to have a vaccinated only event. <laughs> I you mean, in New York, you have to be back. <laughs> you have to be oh, back yeah. to get into any bars or restaurants now. So really. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, if you want to go to the gym, you want to go to a restaurant, a bar. Well, if you guys want to come to Florida, whatever. We don't require vaccination. <laughs> we don't require masks. We don't even care if you're coughing, to be honest. <laughs> we welcome you into the into the bars. That's so wild. Bro, I don't know if I, I went to I went clubbing or bar hopping in downtown Orlando back in February. I couldn't believe it. Like obviously I was there, but I was there because my friend came from New York. Blah, 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 so I was I didn't want to go. And bro, that shit was so bad. <laughs> I I clearly understand why COVID has not died down or has gotten stronger. To be honest, yeah, I mean, it just keeps so getting stay safe, everybody. Stay stronger. Safe. Yep. If you're not vaccinated, go get vaxxed. If you're yeah. anti-vaxxer, then stop listening to us. <laughs> yes, I do. All right, uh, all right. So this has been another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. We're back. We're gonna keep potting. We'll be back next week. We are out. Peace.